It's like when somebody tries to tell one of us how to podcast. Meanwhile, we've been doing this seven, eight years. <laughs> Shit, maybe someone should tell us how to podcast. You are listening to Trophy Horse with your host, Tricky Mick, Alex, I yield to no one, Steve. Welcome to Trophy Wars. This is episode 338. I'm your host, Tricky Mick. Alongside with me, the man, the myth, the legend, and he's also cranky when he has to edit the show, Alex. Well, that's because some people leave a ton of background noise in their audio tracks. But, but, I have been in a good mood this week because I got my hands on a very hot little item, the Super Nintendo Classic. I've been playing away at that quite a bit. Good, that will distract you from getting to 100 Platinums. Uh, Sid already won that race, so... Yeah, that, that race is over. Well, technically, Sid was never in the race. Sid won was the Sid, race. Sid was the race. No, no. The race... Let's, let's break down this race. I have no problem claiming Sid is the winner when he gets his 101st Platinum, because his, his 100th Platinum is still under protest. That being said, I have no problem declaring Sid the winner. But if you want to be real... The the original race was between me and Alex. Other people got involved, but the race was between me and Alex. Look, Tricky, if I played the way that you play, I could have beaten your ass to 100 easily, but I'm just not going to do that. So if you get to 100 before me, I don't care. Like I said, I just got the Shadow of the Colossus Platinum, and I got the Super Nintendo Classic. I'm not going to change what I want to play just to get to 100 before you. All right, so let me ask you a question. You, you, you like to rag on me about the games I play, and that... If I beat you with 100, you're really not going to care because uh, I chumped my way to 100. Am I fairly correct so far? Sounds about, uh, sounds pretty valid. Okay, so let's just say hypothetically I get to 99 and my 100th Platinum is either Vanquish or Bioshock Infinite. We've talked about this before because that was your I, plan. You were going to play Vanquish for the 90, for the 100th Platinum. And and will you care there that I beat you to 100? No, but I'll have more respect for you. <laughs> I just I just want to rub it in Donnie's face that I got the Vanquish Platinum. All right, well, I, I got distracted. What were we doing? Introducing me. Oh, hi, Steven. <laughs> What's up, everybody? How you doing? It's me, Steve. Steve, we, we got to have a brief conversation. Okay. Because our, our, our shared love of the Rangers. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's uh, stronger than ever. It's it's been a little trying for fans lately. Not this fan, not me, brother. You you happy with all the moves that have been made? I'm happier than a pig in shit about every single move. The only thing, literally, the only thing that I am upset about is the fact that they just won two games in a row. Because now <laughs> that draft pick is getting worse and worse, and that just pisses me off. Longquist had to get a hundred saves in two games to really. Yeah, ugh. But that kid Spooner's doing really good. Yeah, whatever. Hey, it's a PlayStation podcast. Hey, we only have like an hour, so let's do it. <laughs> you suck. 
right, let's do our trophy counts. I am level 34, total trophies of 8,848 with 87 platinums. Not really, I have like 96, but we won't go there. Alex. Uh, I haven't gotten any more platinum since last week, so whatever's, whatever's on that sheet is what you I got. You suck. You suck. You're level 30, total trophies of 6,539, with 97 platinums in 96 games. Look, I've been playing Mega Man X and Super Punch out of Donkey Kong Country for the past week, so leave me alone. I don't know why you're playing Mega Man X there. In a couple months, you're going to have it on the PS4, and you'll be able to get the platinum. Uh, I'll just play it again, because it's a great game. Yield is level 25, total trophies of 4,940 with 74 Platinums. He sucks as well. Steve? Yeah, that's me. I'm Steve. Uh, I'm level 14. I have 18, uh, what is it? 1,814 trophies and 5 Platinums. And Sid is level 30, total trophies of 6,671 with 100 Platinums, which is under protest right now as far as the race. Uh, Not from any of us, only Tricky. Hey. It's all it takes to be on the protest. Yeah, I, it, it just takes one person to bring up the point, and then... Well, the only problem is, is now, judges... Uh, Sid is normally the judge when it comes to our disputes, so... Who do we go to now for the disputes? Because Sid can't judge himself. Andy. Get Andy on the phone! <laughs> He's at work, actually. Get Andy on the phone! He's at work, I can't get him on the phone. I have to respect his wishes. Eh, screw that. Uh, let's get into what we're playing. What am I playing? I have been playing uh, a little Monster Hunter World. A little Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutants in Manhattan. Uh, I finished Moss. Great game. Now, somebody asked me the question. Is Moss worth buying the PlayStation VR? I'm going to say no. But it if you have a PlayStation... a game that would make you do that, so why are you doing that? That's that's unfair to the game. Somebody asked me the question. I'm answering the question. But if you have a PlayStation VR, Moss is a must own. And I'm and I'm happy to say, the developer didn't lie to me on Twitter. There was no spiders in this game. Listen, the game looks incredible. It is. But watching you stream it is the most incredibly frustrating experience. Why is that? Because I'm yelling at you because it's just watching you mess around with like pillars and stuff and like up, down, up, down, up, down. No, wait, up. No, no, down. Because I could tell like you, I'm not in the room with you, so I can't see like what you're physically doing. So just seeing like this little cursor go over all these things. I'm like, no, 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 go that way. No, no. Oh, God. Plus, you couldn't communicate with me. So that was that made it even worse. But. Yeah, that was an incredibly frustrating game to to watch somebody stream. But well, uh, I, when I when I when I did stream it, I was curious about how it would work because there's some VR games where there is a static uh, screen on the TV mm-hmm. where where you're not like all over the place. But with Moss, there's no you know you're what's being shown on the TV is what's somebody seeing what I'm seeing in the headset. But I did notice it cuts off the top and the bottom a little bit, so you don't. Like, where I see, like, a good another two inches below what you guys see on the TV, mm. you you guys don't see that. So, I noticed that one, there was one fight that I was doing where I was fighting guys close to the screen. Or, you know, not close to the screen, but close to me. Yeah. And you and you guys couldn't see that action because, for some reason, the TV part of the, the, the PVR cut that off. But, 
I, I, I really want somebody to come out with like a not not a trophy guide, but a uh, a guide to say where all the scrolls are. Because I went through that entire game. I, I went uh I searched a lot of places and I only got half the scrolls. So I have no idea how the hell to get one. And there, there was only one scroll that I saw that I could not figure out how to get. So I I believe that the Moss type VR games are the games that are going to be the best suited for VR. First person is nauseating and 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 chaotic, and it takes a lot of work to make that feel right. I feel like the diorama style, sandbox style, playing with toys style of VR is definitely the way to go. Um, if I do get VR, that those are the games I would probably focus on. The other game that I like, uh, but I haven't played it in a while, and I, I, I got to go back to it. I believe it's called Tumble. And you play it with the VR and uh, two uh, PS moves. And it's you got to use these items to stack things up to certain Right, types. yeah, I've seen that, yes. Yeah, yeah. Those type of games I love. Yeah, spatial rec- you know, recognition stuff, yeah. But the prob the problem with playing the VR game, uh, and it kind of touches on the streaming part that you were talking about. I when I'm streaming it, I can't see what the chat's saying. So if I'm going to stream it and uh, interact with the audience, which is what Twitch is basically designed for, I need somebody with me, or you know, somebody in my ear with a headset or something, tell me what the chat's saying. And also the problem is that the headset that I wear. I can't communicate with you guys because, uh, which we fixed, we fixed that problem because I use a microphone with a boom to report, to record with. I can't have that in front of me doing the VR because I'll just be constantly hitting it. So, uh, but I, I got a lapel mic that works. That's going to keep it down and I can, you know, tuck the wire so we can do that. But still the problem is I'm not gonna be able to see anything. And that's the same thing with like the, doing like a trophy guide or you know a collectibles guide on certain games. You know, you constantly have to take off the headset to look at the screen. You're gonna have to have somebody with you. First world problems, I guess. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> uh, but I mean, overall, the great the game is fantastic, and there was actually, I, I know you guys probably uh, never really dealt with it, but did you guys ever play Playroom? Uh, no, I, I haven't. All right. There, okay. In Playroom, there are little bots that you play with. Like, as long as you have a PlayStation camera, you go into the Playroom, and, you know, it basically shows you the room, and then through your controller, there's little bots that, there's little bots that live in your... Yes, yes, I did. That This came with the, uh, the, the, um, it was like when PS4 first came out, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, right. yeah, I, yeah, I played that, yeah. Well... In uh, Playroom VR, there is an essentially a level just similar to Moss where you're top down and you go through and it's basically the same thing. Same platform and, you know, you got to use the controller to interact. Ever since I played the Playroom VR, I've been looking for a game like this and Moss has cured that itch. And I'm telling you, if you own a VR, you need to buy Moss. The game is fantastic. I just wish it was a little bit longer because that's another gripe that I have with the VR games is because the VR is not designed to be worn long. 
They they really only only want you to wear like an hour or two. So most people that are developing games for the VR are only developing their games to last an hour or two. When I got done with Moss and it says this is the end of book one, I was immediately looking for book two. But we don't know when that's going to be. Gotcha. So, all right, I've uh, I've talked way too much. Alex, what have you been playing? Super Nintendo Classic. Uh, the thing I will say about that is while I enjoy reliving the games and playing through them again because they've got a lot of great games on there, they're pretty much all great games, the best thing about it is like remembering my stepbrother and I, my stepbrother and I got, kind of grew up together. Um, my, my dad and his, his mom got married when, we, when, we, like, when I was in fifth grade. Um, so we've known each other for a long time, but we, uh, through our teenage years, we kind of grew up, like middle school and high school, kind of grew up together. And like the SNES and the PlayStation were kind of the ways that we kind of spent our time. It'd be like a Friday night, and like we would have ordered pizza, and uh, we'd be sitting there playing some games together, being like trying to like tag team it and trying to get through Super Double Dragon or Battletoads and Battle Maniacs, uh, or trying to help each other get all the way through like Super Punch Out. So it's just not, just been a nice reminder of like those days when we were younger and we had a lot of time together. Now I gotta ask, how much did you pay for your classic? Eighty. I got it at a store. God bless you. I didn't sneeze. I see those things like four, <laughs> four or five hundred dollars on eBay. If like, given how how much they've said, like uh, how they said availability will be better for the SNS Classic, like I'm, I would refuse to pay anything above eighty. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. I, I, I still don't have one. I, I, I don't know if I wish I did, but it wouldn't be nice to be able to play those games on a nice HD TV and stuff like that, and it, and it work properly. Because I have all my old systems. I just don't have a. Uh, a uh, uh, a tube TV anymore. I, I just don't have that kind of TV, so it's just it's not worth it for me to hook them up. It's laggy and it just doesn't look right. So um, if I do come across one and I have the cash, I'll definitely pick one up too. It's kind of my my uh, philosophy on it. Yeah, I think it's a must own for anyone who who had a Super Nintendo growing up. Yep, for sure. Um, there's uh, about twelve of those games, about ten of those games on there that I I've never played. So that's another reason why I would like to get it. Um, I guess, uh, is that all you're playing? You playing anything else on, on the PlayStation? Not this week, but Steven, I'd like to hear what you've been playing this week. Hey, stop taking over the hosting duties. Hey, <laughs> take over the shut the hell up duties. Woo! Steven, what you, you playing? You know, with your sass, I'm, 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 I'm about to hop a plane to Kentucky. I am playing Monster Hunter World. Uh, Andy and I have been tag teaming. He's, uh... He's hunter level, uh, hunter rank okay, fifty. Back again, um, and I am hunter rank six. <laughs> so uh, we, he's been helping me take down some beasts, learn the game. Um, I'm liking it a lot more than I did the first time I played it a couple weeks ago. I had spoken about uh, the game. It definitely has its hooks in me. The combat has gotten better because I've chosen a different weapon and also a different camera lock on style. What are you using now? What weapon? I'm using the uh, the katana, the longsword. Okay. Um, I'm, still, I, I'm still using dual blades. Yeah, I was I was using dual blades. I, I liked dual blades. Um, the the issue that I had with dual blades is that the combos are longer, so the animations are longer. If you start something, you get stuck kind of swinging for quite a while if you're not aimed right. Um, and, and yeah, and you're swinging that air. <laughs> yeah. However, with I didn't try dual blades with the new lock on style. I went into options and I picked like the target lock, so it's a little bit easier to to follow the target. Um, so, so I think I might go back to dual blades and, and see if I like it 
because uh, I like demon mode. I just like going crazy and just like slicing like mad. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely digging it. Um, put in a, a bunch of hours yesterday uh, and the day before. So yeah, def- definitely something that's fun. Um, and you know, playing stuff on my Switch as usual, but that that's for another show. Um, yeah, yeah, that's I, it. <clears throat> I played on my Switch today. I got I finally got uh, over 250 moons in Odyssey. Sweet. I am I dropped off so quickly in that game. Um not to take away from its brilliance, I just it wasn't the itch that I needed scratched at that moment. Um I I, I just didn't want to platform and do the 3D thing just just yet. Um but I think I'll go back to it soon. It just feels like a uh a sit down with some friends and and cut type of game which I I don't do very often so. Uh we'll see. Do you know what today is as of the recording? Because we're recording on yes. Saturday. It is the one-year anniversary. That the worst Zelda game ever made that came out. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Says the guy who doesn't like Ocarina the most. Link to the Past is the best Zelda game. I'm sorry. Zelda's 3DO is the best Zelda ever. <laughs> I, I'm a... uh, All right, let's, moving let's along. Talk about PlayStation Plus games. Uh, there was an announcement day, uh, days before you know what we found out was going to be that this was going to be the greatest PlayStation Plus month ever, and it's got mixed reactions. For this month, we are going to be getting PlayStation Four games, Bloodborne, and Ratchet and Clank. Uh, you also get Mighty Number no. Nine if you're a PlayStation Three owner. Thank you for jumping in in front of me. <laughs> Would you like to host the show, sir? Would you like to taste the back of my That's hand? That's right. Shut up. Would you like Woo. to taste the back uh, of my hand? For the PS3, you're getting Legend of K, and as Alex spoiled, Mighty Number no. 9, which is crossed by with the PlayStation 4. Also crossed by with the PlayStation 4, you're going to get for the Vita, Claire Extended Cut, and Bombin' Busters. Uh, if we have any Dungeon Defenders 2, there will also be a PlayStation Plus pack starting March 13th to April 10th. The pack is going to contain four shadow costumes, one million in gold, five campaign shard packs, five defender packs, and a ninja gato pet. No idea what any of that is. However, the coolest thing about this uh, this drop is that I could uh, now lend or give or sell or trade in my physical copies of Bloodborne and Ratchet and Clank and just download the digital. So that's cool. All right, but we do have some bad news coming. Well, with hold on, I will say Plus. I don't think that's the best month of PlayStation Plus ever. I mean, it's close, but I also think hot takes. There's a it was like February or was it February 2015 or January of 2015 when we got for the PlayStation Four Bioshock Infinite and DMC Devil May Cry. You know what sucks? I missed that month. They both came out in the same month. Yeah, yeah, they were free in the same month. I missed that month. I was not able to. I for whatever reason I forgot to add those to my collection. So upset. You suck. Two games I definitely would have wanted to. That sucks. All right. All right. So with the good news, we have some bad news. Well, depending on how you look at it, for PlayStation Plus, it was also announced, and this is coming from Yahoo Finance. Uh, changes are afoot for PlayStation Plus subscribers starting next March, so a year from now. The smattering of monthly free with subscription instant game collection offerings will not include titles for the PlayStation 3 or the Vita. This will not affect the games you have downloaded previously. However, according to a post on the PlayStation blog, 
Quote, your game saves and other benefits of PlayStation Plus will remain the same. The only change is that no new PS3 and PS Vita types will be game PS Vita games will be added to the PlayStation Plus monthly games lineup beyond March eighth, two thousand nineteen. I mean, that's still another year of free games, and what the PlayStation Four has been out for how many years? At that point, it'll be what six. Yeah, it'll be going into its sixth year. Yeah. What are people? What people are saying, which uh, you know. Boggles my mind because it, it's pretty, been pretty apparent for a long time now. Is this is Sony basically essentially killing off the Vita? The Vita, it's it, the Vita's around a long time, man. It's uh, well, one of the arguments was that even though Sony stopped making first party games for the Vita, they were still supporting it by giving us free Vita games to keep playing on the Vita. Now they're no longer going to be doing that. I mean, by by the next year comes around, the the Vita is going to be seven years old. Is it really that long? I think. Wow. Six years old. It's six or seven years old by then. Like, okay, it, it's a handheld. It, it definitely uh, had its ups and downs. It's had its struggles, but um, the, the system will live on. I mean, there are going to be plenty of games that are going to come out for it. That just means it's time for Vita two now. Yeah, or I I just think that the Switch, uh, I I would have hoped that the Switch would have enticed them to do it, but I feel like the opposite happened. We did a discussion about this, uh, uh you know, several months ago. Uh, where, this, where, where'd you have that discussion at? On on Trophy Horse, my friend. Uh, we we discussed. I'll give you a chance to plug your show. <laughs> oh no, it was actually, it was actually on Trophy Horse. Uh, we were talking uh, about whether or not the success of the Switch, uh, hurt or helped the chances of a Vita 2, and the the conversation was pretty uh, right down the middle. If I remember correctly, I believe it was you, Tricky, and Yield said that it uh, killed the chances. I believe I said that it may have helped the chances, and Alex, I think you were somewhere undecided, if I remember correctly. But anyway, I digress. The um, I, I don't think you'll see a Vita 2. Um, if they do anything handheld, it'll be something completely different. They're going to want to disassociate, disassociate themselves from the Vita name, I think, at this point. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, Sony's done crazier things. So, All right. Well, speaking of crazy things, we found out at PSX that Detroit Become Human would be coming out in August. Well, apparently they were wrong. They lied. In a post by David Cage, who is the director of Quantic Dream, on the PlayStation blog, he says, We are proud to announce that Detroit Become Human had now has an official release date on May 25th. So, we're getting a game a hell of a lot sooner than we thought we were. And I have to ask, because I know, I know we didn't talk about this on Trophy Horse, but I'm sure you guys are aware of the stories that are surrounding Quantic Dream right now. A lot of people were soiled on the fact of all the bad press that's been coming out of Quantic Dream. Do you think this is going to affect game sales and the hype for this game? Alex, you want to take the, go first on this one? Well, I haven't heard the news. What's the, the bad stuff that's coming out? Well, the news is that David Cage and somebody else that's uh, at the top are accused of uh, inappropriate, inappropriateness and also bad working environments. Yeah, it wasn't explicitly like sexual harassment, but it was more like inappropriate comments and gestures and 
like uh, doing kissy faces across the room at each other, like weird stuff like that. The the, the thing that that makes it so uh, polarizing on the internet right now is that they came out and immediately denied it. Immediately. Immediately, they said no, false. None of this happened. It's BS. Um, they denied everything from from the inappropriate behavior all the way to the crunch time complaints. There were, you know, there were complaints that they were making people work 18, 20 hours um, during crunch time and and making them feel bad if they needed to sleep and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that that's basically that. Um, so yeah, now that you have that information, do you think this will hurt become uh, Detroit? Maybe a little, but I don't think that much to be perfectly honest. Yeah, I'm with you on I, that. I think that and not not that these aren't you know these shouldn't be taken seriously these allegations, but I don't. I, th- I think that if they were uh, more harsh, then yes, they would. Um, but you know, given that it's so vague uh, and not very specific, I don't think that it will hurt. See, my 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 thing with this and. It's also worth pointing that once the initial story broke about Quantic Dream and all those stories that, like, Steven just pointed out, since then, there has been nothing else said about it. So there's no, nobody came back and said, well, no, we have proof of this happened. It was somebody made a claim. David Cage came out and said, no, this is absolutely not true. And then that was the end of the story. So I I think it's a possibility that people have just forgotten about it, don't care about it, or, you know... Not and I, I don't I don't want to say this in a way that's derogatory, but that it's irrelevant. Because Alex pointed out this is very serious allegations, something to be taken seriously. But as far as the game coming out, I think what happens at Quantic Dream should not affect the project and whether or not you're going to play. Well, I want to point out that there over the years there have been many like issues with like crunch time and how much people have to work and how often. That's been something that's going on in the game industry and been tied to numerous studios. For a long time. It's not right, just yeah. Quantic Dream, so um, that's kind of just part of the business. Now, should people be allowed to sleep? Yes. I mean, if the game comes out like a week or two later so people can sleep during crunch time, I mean, that doesn't seem to be a big issue. I think anyone who's a gamer, it seems like we is like, at least in, from my point of view, like, if, if I don't really care too much about release dates anymore. It just comes out when it comes out. Like, I'm not like, oh, my God, if it doesn't come out today or if it comes out in October instead of September, I'm going to fucking lose my mind. Like, I don't feel like that anymore. It's just like, okay, well, I'll play it when it's out. I don't really care that much. But unfortunately, you're not the driving factor as to why they they have to hit those dates. A lot of these big publishers, they have those shareholders and they have to – get money in at a certain time. And what happens is so a, a friend of mine, a very good friend of mine used to work for a, a developer here in New York city um, for who's now defunct THQ. So it was one of the THQ studios here in the city. And what, what happens is as far, as far as what I can understand is they get this date to hit and it's, I mean, the publishers come down on them very hard to hit that date. But what also happens is the studio heads, a vast majority of the money that they make during during making a game, like they have a salary, but the they get way more in incentives and bonuses when they hit certain targets, and the release date is one of those targets. So I don't, I can't say that this is the same over Quantic Dream or or whatever, but this could be a situation where you know the pressure's on them for more than just making a date, but also 
you know, hitting milestones and getting some, some extra cash, or maybe the studio will get more cash to use on the next thing. I don't know how, how it works over there. Um, but I know that around the business, a lot of that comes from that top and, and the management, the, uh, project runners and stuff like that have a lot of pressure on them to get that because that's how they make their nut, uh, at the end of the project. That's why you see a lot of guys go on vacation. A lot of the top level guys, they go on, on vacations after a game comes out, uh, cause they, they've made their nut. But, um, for me, I, I just think that in my immediate friends, like the, the people that I hang out with a lot, nobody knows who Quantic Dream is really. They don't know David Cage. They don't know that side of the business. They just know, oh, that's, that's from the guys that made Heavy Rain. Oh, that's cool. I'm going to buy that. Like they don't really care about that other stuff. And I feel like that makes up a majority of the people who buy video games. Well, let me, let me ask you a question. In, in our, in our younger days, we we were just like everybody else because now obviously with the internet and Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff, we get to know who Neil Druckmann is. We get to know who David Cage is. We know who Yoshida is. Back in the day, we only knew that, oh, okay, the next man's out. Oh, the next Mortal Kombat's out. We didn't know the people behind the stories. So are, are we... I, I, I want to make sure I word this right. Are we hurting ourselves by knowing all these personalities or do you wish we were back in that oblivious period? I wish that those people would try to be more transparent and, and less showmanship, like give us less of a, of a, of a show with the, these, these heads of these studios or whatever. Like we don't need the pomp and circumstance, like come out and just tell us what's up. Tell us the truth. Um, that's why I like the indie scene, man, like indie developers, you can, you can email them, you could tweet at them, you can, you can whatever. And, and they'll just answer your questions. They'll be very upfront. Well, that's also because they're trying to get press. They're trying to get the exposure. Yeah, but they're, but the other guys are doing the same thing. They're also trying to get press. They're also trying to build relationships. They're just doing it in a very weird way. I mean, just think about the whole uh, Kojima thing, like, and, and Konami, like that whole thing was a, was a shit show. And to be quite, quite frank, a lot of people wouldn't care about Kojima if he didn't make this, make every one of his games a get on your knees and fondle Kojima production. Like they're, (laughs) they're insane how much of him and his showmanship and personality and grandiose that he puts into those projects. I mean, the first Metal Gear Solid, I don't remember it being that crazy, but as years went on, it's like a Kojima production and a Kojima, Kojima, Kojima. And then he's at award shows and he's doing all this stuff. But whatever. I, I, again, I, I don't want to drone on too long, but yeah. Yeah. Let's just move on a little bit here. Uh, Cause, you know, we could have top, we could talk about topics like this all day. Uh, the next thing we have is Alex is going to uh, do a little dance for joy. It's been a year. Since Horizon Zero Dawn has come out, and they have come out with Grill Games has come out to announce that they have sold more than 7.6 million copies of the game worldwide, making it the best selling new first party franchise launch on PlayStation 4 as of February 28th. To quote Gorilla's co founder and the managing director Herman Hulst, quote, we had a huge ambition for Horizon Zero Dawn, and we approached the launch. We knew people were excited, but to see the sales of this volume is truly mind-blowing. Since launch, millions of players have, enjoyed, have joined Aloy on a quest to discover the secrets of the old ones. We hope 
uh, they enjoy playing Horizon Zero Dawn as much as we enjoyed making it. Uh, that's an end quote. To which we can only add, thank you, dear fans. Uh, and obviously, with the celebration of the year, there is going to be some goodies given out. We're going to be getting a free Horizon Zero Dawn PlayStation 4 Avatar bundle and photo mode theme. There is going to be a video made uh, for how they invented the instruments in Horizon Zero Dawn. If you're interested in getting the Modern Icons Aloy statue, you can hit uh, the code ANNIVERSARY at checkout with ThinkGeek and get 25% off. Uh, if you do not own the game yet, shame on you, but you're going to be able to pick up the game uh, during the critic sale, which is going until March 6th, which probably is going to be today as you're hearing this. And you get the complete edition being offered at 30% off for regular customers and 35% off for PlayStation Plus subscribers. And there's still more to be announced coming up. Alex, one of the games you were highly anticipated for is kicking some ass, man. I have nothing to say except that uh, good for Guerrilla Games. And uh, yeah, the success they've had with uh, Horizon is going to be tough to beat for anyone else. As you mentioned, the sales... uh, for the game and, and the, the record that it's set. Uh, it's an amazing game, and I hope more and more people continue to pick it up and play it because, yeah, Guerrilla Games deserves all the respect and all the uh, adulation and the awards that they've won for it. Well-deserved, indeed. All right, for our last topic, or last news story, uh, the ESRB is going to add in-game purchases label to games following the loot box controversy. This is coming from IGN. The Entertainment Software Ratings Board has announced it will be assigning labels to physical games with microtransactions. Customers will be warned about elements such as season passes, virtual currency, and loot boxes by the new, quote, in-game purchases, end quote, sticker. The label will also be present wherever those games can be downloaded in the near future. The ESRB's goal is to provide parents with comprehensive tools to make decisions on what games are appropriate for their children. Quote, parents will know when a game contains offers for players to purchase additional content, end quote. A new website, parentaltools.org, has also been launched alongside the nationwide campaign to make parents aware of the information available to them. Uh, I don't know how I feel about this, guys. Doesn't matter. (laughs) It doesn't matter. It it honestly, it doesn't matter. It's, It's fine. It's... It's a it's a step in the right direction. Uh, mobile games have been doing this forever. It doesn't matter. It, it okay? That that's great. It, <laughs> like it's not going to hurt anybody to have the the label on there. So, I think they should go further and let us know if it has that stuff in it. Personally, what I would do is any game that you can pay to get a randomized loot box should automatically be rated M for mature. But that's just me. Um, Ooh, that, that's a that's a topic for a different time. Yeah, because mature, I mean, mature people would associate with nudity, violence, and bad language. So I think yeah, but that makes it adults only. I think that that's something that need that needs to be like, yeah, I don't put loot boxes in that same category. Would Would you say Fortnite should be rated mature? I, if it has, if you pay for loot boxes, yeah, I, I think that that should be fine. I think there. In, in in my opinion, and you can hate me all you want, whatever. Um, there's a reason why there's a reason why you got to be an adult to buy a lotto ticket. So, yeah, be an adult to play games where you're essentially buying a lotto ticket. All right, 
Uh, at this time, we're going to throw it across the pond to Sid for this week's Sophie's Trophy. Hi, Sid! Hey guys, how are we all doing? Um, welcome back to Sophie's Trophies, episode 29. I am Sid, as always, and hope you are okay. Um, the game this week um, would have been Dragon's Crown. Um, suggested by Kalai over on the Game Stuff podcast. And uh, I will do it Kalai, but I need a bit more time with it. Um, it's a bigger game than I thought it would be, to be honest, Kalai. Um, and uh, for anyone that knows the game, and for Kalai and Corey, I am up to getting the talismans to go and fight the dragon. Um, that is how far I am into the game. I have two talismans at the moment. So give me a bit more time with that one, guys, and I will do it. Um, so this week, uh, it's confession time. Um, yes, as you may or may not know, I got the 100 Platinums. Um, I wasn't chasing anybody, I wasn't racing anybody. I did it mainly um, because everybody was talking about it, you know. So I thought, sod it, I will challenge myself. Um, so after doing that, guys, and getting to 100 and playing lots of indie games, um, I kind of don't know what to play at the moment. Um, I want to do some big games. Um, I had a look at... Arkham Knight, I was playing that for a while, um, I got a little bit bored, I'm a little bit burnt out on the Arkham games, um, so I thought maybe um, play through the Bioshocks, um, do those, I have The Witcher 3, I don't have uh, any trophies in that one at the moment, um, I have Neo, uh, Bloodborne, um, I have quite a lot of big games, guys, so I really do need to start playing through those, um, which is going to make things a bit difficult to talk about, to be honest, guys, because I usually talk about the little indie ones. Um, so maybe for the next couple of weeks it's going to be bigger games and possibly older games, and uh, this is starting today, to be honest, guys. Um, it's, it's all because... Um, I need a break from the indies, really. I need to do something, get my teeth into something and play through something big. Um, unless it's on the Vita. Which, this game just happens to be. It's one of the first Vita games to be released, guys. Um, Unit 13 from Zipper Interactive. Um, decided to download it just to have a look. Um, I never really played it because of the multiplayer trophies, but turns out guys there aren't many of those and I will get into those um, shortly so sorry for waffling on about all that guys but just to let you know um, you know it's going to be some bigger games maybe some longer Sophie's trophies because of it um, so let's get into unit 13 by zipper okay as always the platinum trophy 13 star general Obtain all bronze, silver and gold trophies in Unit 13. That is a ultra rare 1.9. Um, as always, get everything else. New recruit. Complete the Unit 13 training course. See? English. I can't do it, guys. Training course. Um, that is a common trophy at 78.9%. Um, just do what it says. Complete the training course. Very short, very simple. 
Now, there are different kind of uh, missions in this game. There are 36 missions in total. And you have uh, a, direct, a direct action operation, a covert operation, a deadline operation, and an elite operation. The missions vary between those. Um, there are uh, 36 of each. So, you know, my maths is crap. So I don't know how many of each one. But it, it goes from... A direct a action to a covert to a deadline to an elite and then back to a direct action um, so you have to go through those the game itself is a third person over the shoulder um, think Gears of War that kind of thing I don't know why I thought Gears of War that's an Xbox game guys um, you know think Uncharted ish that sort of view Although it's not a story based game like Uncharted, it's a little mission based game. The missions aren't very long. Um, they can be a bit annoying, I think, until you figure out what you're doing in that particular mission. Although it does tell you what to do, but sometimes you just need a little nudge in the right direction. Okay, let's carry on with these. Snake Chaser. Complete a direct action operation. That is a 77.6 percent trophy a common lamp lighter complete a covert operation again very common 72.3 percent guys uh, speed demon complete a deadline operation 62.9 percent now the deadline operations guys are against the clock that simple you're given a certain amount of time there are checkpoints which give you a bit more time in the missions um, Complete an elite operation. Um, that's something soldier, guys. I'm not quite sure what it is. L337 soldier. Um, that is a 60.8% common trophy again. Now, the online trophies, guys, um, way less than I thought they'd be. Um, less me, more we. Uh, complete an operation in co-op. Now, it is a rare trophy, a 16.8% um, trophy. Now, the surprising thing is, guys, um, I played this this week. The game came out pretty much at the start of the PS Vita's life, and Sony have since shut down Zipper Interactive, and you can still find a co-op game, which is very surprising. It takes a few looks, you know, keep pressing the refresh button, but you will find one. Uh, friendly Rivalry. Get a higher mission score than someone on your friends list. Um, I did this on the first or second mission of the game, um, just practice it, just run through it as quick as you can, as accurately as you can, get five stars on the mission, and there you go. Although, saying that, the trophy is a 9.3 very rare trophy. Um, adapt and overcome. Again, surprisingly, these are still going. Um, complete a daily challenge operation. That is a rare 23.7% trophy. So, uh, you know, Pretty easy to do. Um, if you do a mission on a day and it's a hard one, then try again the next day, I guess, and you will manage to uh, do one eventually. Variety is the spice of life. Complete 13 different dynamic missions. That is an ultra rare 3.8. Now, the dynamic missions are just the normal missions, but um, when you have three stars or above on a normal mission, um, you can choose the dynamic version, which just means that um, things change. Um, objective change, 
um, and things like that you have to complete 13 of those um, so shouldn't be too difficult okay action hero complete all direct action operatives master ninja complete all covert operatives now those two are both 14% rarities uh, time killer complete all deadline operatives that is a 9.5% very rare and chief operatives complete all elite operatives um, a 13.4% rarity trophy right guys I've been going on for quite a bit now so uh, let's just go through a couple of these quite quickly okay uh, world peace in 36 easy steps complete all operations um, now there are a few characters you can use in the game um, it will give you the best one for each mission but you can choose to use others um, your points in the level turn into experience and you have to get each one to uh, level 10 um, so there is Ringo, Alabama, Animal, Chuckles, Zeus, Python um, so get all those to level 10 guys and you will get the Sine Libor Nihal I cannot read this shit guys uh, not not my language uh, which is basically max out all operatives at a 4.4% rarity um, that is an ultra rare um, some attack ones guys you know killing enemies a certain way there's trick shot which is uh, kill an enemy by setting off a mine twin foiled eliminate two enemies with a melee attack uh, two for one eliminate two enemies with a single bullet um, the 2 for 1 is a 52.2% common trophy and the twin foiled which is the melee attack one is 24.4 and trick shot is an easy one guys uh, that is a 47.1% trophy uh, badass and bulletproof this is probably the last one I think I'm going to do guys uh, eliminate 13 enemies without taking damage and that is a 50.1% so yeah, um, there are still quite a few to go. Um, I will just mention that there are high value targets. Um, as you get 5 stars on levels, you can unlock those. Um, and there are a few to go and kill. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Um, there are 9 high value targets. Um, and the trophy for that is Cloud9 which is eliminate all high value targets that is a 2.9% ultra rare trophy and that will do for unit 13 guys um, a longer one than expected um, I just wanted to explain um, basically uh, about playing longer games at the moment <coughs> excuse me um, I need a break from the indies guys I need to uh, play something uh, and get my teeth into something pretty big so like I say, there will be longer episodes quite possibly, um, and uh, possibly older games. Maybe I'll go back and look at some trophies on the PS3. Um, you know, I've gone back to the Vita, so maybe I will have a look at some PS3 games. Um, but yeah, that's it. Cloud9 from Zipper Interactive. Um, I'm enjoying it. It's It's... Cloud9? Jesus Christ, guys. I'm reading the trophy description. Unit 13 from Zipper Interactive. I'm enjoying it. It's a good game. Um, better than I thought it would be. Very surprised you can still get the online trophies. Um, so, yeah. That's it, guys. That's it for this week. Okay, Kali. I will do um, 
Dragon's Crown, uh, give me a couple of weeks on that one. I uh, really do need to get my teeth into that a little bit more. I'm saying that a lot this episode, guys. Um, so that's it. As always, if you want to get in touch, Sid at Proving Gamer on the email, Sidders1978 on the PS3 or through the Trophy Horse Facebook group or even Twitter because um, I do look at it every now and then, which is at Sidney. Um, so that's it, guys. Hope you have fun and uh, keep getting those trophies. Bye. All right, we're back. Bye, Sid. Uh, you need to start introducing him as the the uh, winner of the race to 100, Sid. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Alice, it's time for your topic. What's hot in gaming, buddy? Yes, so this is where I talk about, you know, games that are coming out, uh, cool games on the horizon. Uh, this one, and I will say that uh, with Moss coming out, uh, PSVR is really picking up some steam as far as, like, their game catalog comes out. They've gotten a lot of support for Supermassive Games, uh, the developer of The Inpatient and Until Dawn. Uh, and they, uh, the PlayStation blog, again, highlighted yet another game coming out. It's actually coming out on March 6th called Rangi, and... What this game is, uh, there's a post and some video on the PlayStation blog. Uh, go look it up. If you go to YouTube, it's R-A-N-G-I. Basically, the uh, the game is beautiful. It, it's uh, inspired by African folklore. Uh, the music comes from, uh, is made with uh, authentic African uh, musical instruments. It's a really colorful game, beautiful visuals, very stylized, and the music is fantastic. They've got some samples of some of the songs on the PlayStation blog. Uh, but it looks to be like, uh, obviously it's VR, so it's going to be a first-person game where you solve a lot of puzzles, uh, environmental traversal. Uh, so basically, I would, it's called Rangi again, and I would definitely go check it out. Uh, visually, it's stunning, very colorful, and it like just catches my eye immediately. And the fact that it's you know based on African heritage, you know you don't see a whole lot of that in games. So definitely go check out that game. Uh, again, there's a post on the PlayStation blog, or you can look it up on YouTube. But uh, definitely keep your eyes open for that one. Alrighty, now it's time for our topic of the week. Um, this one, again, is going to be touching on politics. Again, we're going to shy away from that part of the conversation. Do we really shy to... away? We should. Uh, this article is coming from IGN, uh, which uh, was previously reported on gamesindustry.biz. The name of the article is Illinois Judge Bans Teen from Playing Violent Video Games. Uh, the article comes from Shabana Arif. Uh, it says, A 16-year-old boy was arrested following an apparent joke made in poor taste about carrying out a school shooting and has been banned from playing violent video games. GameIndustry.biz reports that the teenager posted a video of himself playing a violent video game on Snapchat with the caption, quote, Y'all need to shut up about school shootings or I'll do one, end quote. The young man was supposedly, quote, annoyed by social media conversations that took place in the wake of of threats to his own school, Roseville Lake Park High School, that resulted in the school closing its two campuses as a safety precaution. The social media threat was later deemed not to be credible. The fo- uh, this follows the recent news that President Trump is planning to meet with members of the video game industry next week to discuss the possibility of links between violent video games and youth violence. The teen's defense argued that while in poor taste, his video was just a joke, the prosecution rebutted this position, saying in light of the recent Florida sh- school shooting, it was inappropriate. 
His parents maintained that no guns were kept on the property, which is something the police search confirmed, as well as being placed on indefinite home detention. The 16-year-old was instructed to turn over his phone and was also play, banned from playing violent video games. And the judge said, quote, you can play all the Mario Kart you want. So, I, I'm going to start off just by ask, asking one simple question. How the hell are they going to enforce that? My main problem with this whole situation is that this judge has given fuel to the fire to all the people they say video games cause violence. This has now set a precedent because this judge just now said, well, you wouldn't have done this action if you were playing violent video games, so you're no longer allowed to play violent video games. It's so dumb. Like, it, it seems like an overreach. Um, and again, you know, we have a government that is, you know, mostly Republican. And like that's one where the government isn't supposed to be like super involved in the people's like business. It's like a smaller form of government, at least uh, philosophically, when like Republicans kind of have control of the White House. The definition of conservatism. Yeah. Yes. But yeah. this seems like it's completely like I don't know what affiliation this judge has, but. This seems like very much the opposite of that. And this doesn't even really seem to go with, like, democratic ideals either. That just seems like an overreach. Yeah. I, I, I just don't... Look, listen. I, I, it bothers me when people get involved in a situation that they don't have accurate information on. And that's, that's covering all things in this world. Not just video games. It's like when somebody tries to tell one of us how to podcast. Meanwhile, we've been doing this seven, eight years. <laughs> Shit, maybe someone should tell us how to podcast. Well, that you know, well, there's an argument there. <laughs> but the point being is, is like, if you've never done a podcast, how are you going to tell us how to how to do a podcast? If you don't play video games, how could you accurately say, uh, you know, video games cause violence? And not to mention that. The ESRB, which I, the ESRB has come out and said, because Trump said he's sitting down with video game makers to discuss this, the ESRB came back and said, we have no meetings scheduled. So who is he going to talk to? You know, yeah. Not only does he do that, he he not have a meeting scheduled with that with them. He doesn't have one scheduled with Sony. He doesn't have one scheduled with Microsoft or Nintendo. So who exactly is he going to meet with? It, it's it, it seems like nobody and I, w- I want to just reiterate what I said before because my mic had cut out for like four seconds while I was talking before. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it, it's fine. It, it just happened. Um, I, I fixed it. So you're going to there's going to be one thing where I'm not my audio is not going to pick up and and you'll just respond to it. But it still makes sense. I made sure. Otherwise, I would have cut you off. Um, okay. Good. But the. You can't enforce this. There's no way that this person can enforce it. I feel like this judge, the only reason why this judge did this was to try and make some sort of complete throw the spaghetti at the wall bullshit, like just the the shot the, the shot heard around the world kind of thing, like the first shot across the bow. And so that that judge's name is on some sort of legislature that, you know, it, it's totally agenda driven, in my opinion. Um gender driven uh, agenda 
agenda. Oh, agenda. I thought you said gender. It's political agenda driven. This is somebody that's probably up for re-election soon and wants that, that, you know, I don't even know if you, it's not even conservative. It's weird. It's just, there have been zero and I, and this is an actual fact. If you want to Google it, Google it. You can, you can find actually zero real studies that prove that violence in video games causes anything outside of potentially more aggressive behavior. However, only 20% of all school shooters played violent video games. 20%. No, no, no. Hold on. I got to correct you. Not 20% played violent video games. 20% played any video games. Okay. I stand corrected. So 20% played any video games. Um, and of course, school shootings, mass shootings, and that of, and the like have been happening before video games were even a thing. But again, that's something everybody seems to ignore. Um, well, this goes back to the whole thing of, you know, don't play a rock record backwards because it plays satanic music. Don't listen to rock music because it causes you to be violent. Marilyn Manson. Yeah, that whole yeah, thing. Yeah, you know, it, it, it aggravates me when somebody try to throw the blame on anybody else but themselves. You know, I, I'm, I'm not... My next statement, I want to be very clear about what I'm saying. I'm not putting blame on any particular person or situation. I'm not taking a stance. What I'm saying is, if somebody's going to go shoot up a school, you, you at, at the core... You have to find out what's wrong with that person. And you can't just throw it to the simple solution. Oh, well, he played Grand Theft Auto. Or he played Call of Duty. Before you throw it to Alex, because I, I, I do want to get his opinion on this, there there was one interesting thing that I had seen on Facebook, and I would like to to um, investigate it to make sure that it's it's real. But this uh, this video had a I don't know, some sort of behavioral scientist or whatever, and he wrote a book. Um, and I believe it's called uh, 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 man, Our Sons or our uh, something like something son. And it basically states that 100% of mass shooters, 100% of them grew up without a father figure. Every single one did not have a father figure in their life. And he and his whole point in his book and his whole thing was that. That's what we need to fix. Fathers need to be present in people's lives. So anyway, if there's no microscope under that, you know, thing, and we're just going to harp on video games or, you know, the gun itself or whatever, it's like, it, it, it doesn't, none of that, nothing's going to get done. Only the wrong things are going to get done from, from either end. Whether you want to take the guns away, which yeah that could fix some things it can make it harder for people to to do these heinous crimes sure yes but but it's also not going to solve the problem because i hate to give i hate to give this argument because this is such an asinine argument but passing gun laws is not going to stop criminals because criminals in their essence break the law yeah but the but the thing is every single every single one of these shooters that got one of these guns got it legally so they weren't a criminal until they did this shooting. So And that that's why that's why I said I, I hate to use that argument. Yeah, it's 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 a very stupid conversation to, to be having anymore in, in the twenty first century. It just it just is. 
Um, but yeah, I want to kick it to Alex because being he's he's from Kentucky, you know, he's in one of those things, one of those states that us here on on, on the coast uh, look at and and scratch our heads. And I know that Alex thinks very differently from from most uh, of of I guess that stereotype. Um, so I'd really like to hear his opinion and, and what the people around him in his in his day to day life think of things like this. You mean the people who shit in pots and yell at possums all day? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's basically what he was saying, but he didn't want to use those words. My thing is, is that instead of banning this kid from playing certain things, if he's going to say shit like that, get him into counseling. Mandate counseling for this kid to get him to understand the gravity of what's happening in the country, also to, to understand the gravity of what he said. So, like, get him in counseling. Get him to mental health services he need if he needs them. Don't just say, well, you can't play this. Actually, that's not going to solve the problem because it's just going to piss him off. What they need to do is, yes, just get him counseling. <laughs> Mandate. I, I, I just think that, you know, and, and this is a, a, a very <sighs> generic statement as well, but a 16-year-old boy is going to rebel. So... Just like any, you know, any teenage bo- child, you tell them they can't do it, they're just gonna do it. If 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 a teenage boy or girl, whatever, says on social media or in a journal, and somebody reads it or whatever, or tells their friend, and they say, uh, "I I want to kill myself," whatever, some something along, or I'm, I'm I want to cut myself, or I want to harm myself in some way. You got to get that kid help. That kid is, is, and he, and that he or she immediately does. If if an adult finds out this situation, you know, at least I've seen in in my life and and the people around, you know, people that I know that were self harmers or ha- had some mental instabilities and stuff like that and, and depression and whatnot. It, yeah, that's what happens immediately. The immediately. So if you say I want to harm somebody else, I one hundred percent agree with Alex. The first thing yeah, should get be them into yeah, help him out. Like it doesn't have to be a padded room in a straitjacket, but like even as so- something as simple as just a-, a group conversation where you can share why you're saying something like that. Because sometimes all you need to do is realize I don't know why I said that, and if you don't know why you said that, or if you didn't mean it, and you- whatever. That's that enough can be a lesson for you going forward to understand not to do that. It's the same thing with like bullies and stuff. When I was in high school, we we did these things called uh, re- they were called re- retreats, whatever. Um, it was like a, a three day thing where we went to a religious retreat, but it was a bunch of uh, seniors. And what th- what we did was we just kind of just talked about our lives or whatever. But like the bullies were there, the jocks were there, the theater kids were there, the band nerds were there. Like everybody was there and everybody got to hear each other. Everybody got to talk about their side of the story. And when it came down to it, when you left that weekend, like the, the band kid was friends with the football player. You know, the, the, it was, it's just weird. Sometimes all you have to do is just have somebody to talk to that is on the other side of the spectrum, especially at a, at such a young moldable age. Um, like, and and I there is something to say that somebody who sits there and plays video games literally all day, you know, misses classes or, you know, doesn't get a job or whatever. And I'm talking about a young age. I'm talking about teenagers, uh, like high school kids. There is something to say that that can become f- habit forming. It can change the development of a person's brain as 
as anything would, whether it's a video game or 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 even if they 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 play sports every day, like their brain chemistry changes at that age so much that there are studies that need to need to be happening. Like these types of things need to be studied before we just say, "Hey, you can't play violent video games because violent video games are the reason why you said you want to shoot up a school." That's quite the leap. Yeah, and I, and I just want to clarify what I was saying about before about sixteen year old doing you know the opposite of what you tell them to do. What I what I was saying is like. If you tell a 16-year-old girl that she's not allowed to have a boyfriend, she's going to want to rebel. And the first thing she's going to do is try to go find a boyfriend. And that's and like, and like that comes with parenting and whatnot. And it's not, you know, 100% of the case. But that's the point I was getting at. It's like, you tell this kid he's not allowed to play violent video games, he's going to find a way to play violent video games. There's no way to enforce this. And that was the point I was trying to get to before you... Uh, you, you, you I agree with you. I agree with you. But I, I think... I think the real point here is that there, there, this judge was trying to say something, and was trying to say something very loud and very clear. My, my only worry is that he just set a precedent because now you're going to hear in future cases, well, this judge ruled this, you know, maybe this is the way we should go down in the future, and and that's really going to piss me off. Is that's if we use this as the the standard of what we should do to teenage kids who make a mistake and, you know, say the wrong thing at the wrong time. Right. Maybe, maybe, maybe this kid, okay, I, we don't know the facts of the case. All we know is the report. But maybe this kid said this not realizing the implications, and, but now we got this, uh, you know, this on the, in, the, in the record books, and, you know, maybe this kid just made a stupid mistake. You know... It, this, this country punishes you indefinitely for making mistakes right and i and i think that's inherently wrong yeah the, the, we, we're not it's not a department of corrections it's it's a it's not a rehabilitation our criminal justice system it's definitely a punishment forever i it, it's just the way it is and starting that young is really sad like like getting a kid like that i understand what he did was terrible especially and in horrendous taste as well um but i'd also like to see what they would do to the kids that were calling in those threats at his school those two threats like what are they going to do that kid you know put him in put him in a hole for the rest of his life at this time we're going to move into our housekeeping let's clean this shit up steven take it away no 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 you can't do that to me I'm cotton-mouthed. I'm all cotton-mouthed. All right. Dude, uh, you're, you're supposed to do the housekeeping now. Oh, I just don't want to do it. Okay, well, Proven Gamers looking, always looking for help. Um, specifically, uh, we have some, some really cool stuff happening with our written content. So if you want to write about video games, definitely go to ProvenGamer.com, click on the Help Wanted tab. And fill out an application, give us a writing sample and whatnot. If you're, if you have a blog or something, link us to the blog. We want to see your writing style. We want unique voices. So if you can go to provengamer.com and click on the help wanted tab again and fill out an application, that'd be awesome. Um, we are looking for other stuff as well, but definitely for that. Um, you can follow, uh, the show on Twitter at, uh, well, you could follow Proving Gamer at Proving Gamer. You can follow the show at Trophy Whores. Um, you can follow me. I'm at Batchild27. Uh, you could follow Tricky at Tricky Mick. You could follow Alex at Saundasaurus Rex. Did I get it right? I think I got it right. 
You did, yes. Yeah, I did. Look at that. Um, you could also email us at trophyhorrors at provengamer.com if you want to be a part of this wonderful show. You could also call our phone number, which is 330-PROVEN-9. That's 330-776-8369. We also use SpeakPipe. It's an application. It's a little banner. It's also on provengamer.com. Click on it and leave us a message. We haven't had one in a f- in well over a year. So, well, no, we, we did have one. I just ignored it. Oh, it, it was probably a crank call because they want the chocolate cake. If you're interested in our podcasts, uh, anybody get the reference there? Probably. Not really. <laughs> Keep going. We got a, we got, we got a staff meeting to do. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, if you like this show, you may like our other podcasts. Uh, I am a co-host of Nintendo Dual Screens. Uh, it's our Nintendo podcast. We have Ooh. interesting guests coming up. Um, for this week's show, we have yeah. the, the creator... We have the creator, developer, he's one of the artists of the, the video game Cat Quest. Uh, they're from The Gentle Bros is the name of the developer. Um, so they are going to be on this week's show. And we actually got a new guest for next week's show, um, which is the developer and creator of Floor Kids. So we have some really cool stuff coming up. So check out Nintendo Dual Screens. If right, uh, stop plugging yourself and move on. If the indie scene is something you like, okay. You, we also you have the were smart just marks. Trolling which... him by saying "boo" when he mentioned his own <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I, I, no, see what I'm doing, Steven, is what you guys do to me every single week for 337 episodes. True, De- derailing the the uh, the shoutouts and podcast and and the the. The, the housekeeping. housekeeping. Um, all right, Smart Marks. That's a professional wrestling podcast. Uh, very good stuff. Wrestle, what the fuck is Westwood? Professional wrestling podcast. Um, we also have game wrestling. stuff. Eh, whatever. We uh, game stuff, which is a general games discussion podcast. We also have PG spoilers, which you, the listener, can be a part of. Um, if you want to know more information, you can reach out to us on our various social media or, or right into the show. Um, if you want to f- find any show, you could find them all on on uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, really anywhere where you can find uh, podcasts. And the smart marks and this show that you're listening to, Trophy Horse, can be found on iHeartRadio, which is awesome. Please remember to review and subscribe. If you'd like to be and a part of also, our... Go ahead. And the smart marks are on iHeartRadio, too. Yes, I said that. I said smart marks and Trophy Horse. Um, if you uh, want to be a part of our PlayStation communities, we do have some of those. We have the T-Dubs brothel, because Shuhei Yoshida won't let us say whores on the PlayStation Network, which is understandable. Whores are kind of dirty, but not the trophy whores. We're nice and shiny and clean. We're clean. Clean as a whistle. Um, we also have, uh, what's the other one? I'm sorry. Uh, Proven Gamer, right? Uh, yes, the Proven Gamer community. And you could also join Yields little community called the platinum guild post your platinum trophies on there and discuss it um and that is it for the house cleeping but we do have some sponsors you, you you're so messing up words <laughs> worse than I'm, me. I'm not messing up anything you said queeper what no i didn't <laughs> okay you're alex, gonna go to the videotape alex when you edit the show you point out the fact that he said queeper no Ladies and gentlemen, we, one of our sponsors is Extra Life, and we are very happy to be associated with Extra Life. This year, it's happening on November 3rd, so mark it down your calendar. If you want to get involved with Extra Life, it's a 24-hour gaming marathon uh, to benefit the Children's Miracle Network of Hospitals, so it's a charity event. You go to extra-life.org to sign up. You can sign up to play as part of a team, join your or create your own team, or just play solo. Uh, and then you talk to uh, – after you picked a Children's Miracle Network hospital to represent – you uh, talk to coworkers, friends, family about sponsoring you for your 24 hours by, you know, pledging money, a dollar per amount per hour, a lump sum, whatever they want to do. Uh, what you really need to tell them, besides that it's tax deductible, 
is that their donations 100% go to the Children's Miracle Network Hospital that you've opted to represent. The motto for play, for Extra Life is play games, heal kids, and there's no better no better instance of a win-win situation. And our other sponsor is Patreon.com, backslash Proven Gamer. If you could and would, check it out. Uh, there are different tiers you could do. I want to give a special shout-out to our Patreons. Uh, even though they did not subscribe to uh, a level for us to shout them out, I say screw that, break the rules, I'm the owner. Let's shout them out. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Colton Nessler. Uh, Mark Duplex, Linda Mowbray, Door to Door Geek, and Sid. Thank you, everybody, for being a Patreon for the month of February. All right, and now it's my turn. We not only do you have to do trophy or housekeeping, you have to do your own house house cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm literally cleaning the house as we're cleaning the house. Um, we also have a brand new uh, sponsor here, Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is an awesome little uh, uh, charity organization that gathers a bunch of downloadable game codes, you know, to Steam and sometimes PSN and all this other stuff. Um, and you donate what you can and you get a bunch of games for it support our uh humble bundle which uh supports the uh again supports extra life because we as we you know extra life is very near and dear to our hearts so you can do that as well <sighs> also uh anybody that buys any humble bum humble bumble see i messed I, I got on you about messing up words anybody that buys a humble bundle in the month of march automatically uh supports extra life so that's good and our last sponsor is Amazon. If you could, would each and every time you do your shopping on Amazon, go to Proving Gamer first, click on any Amazon link, and continue to do normal shopping. doesn't cost you anything extra, and it does help out the site tremendously. Also, if you're watching us on Twitch, know that if you are Amazon Prime, you are Twitch Prime. You just combine your account, come to your favorite streamer, which is probably us. You know, let's let's be real. Click on the sub button and say sub uh, with Twitch Prime. It's a free sub every month. You do have to come back every month to do it, but it's very well worth it, and it supports your va- your favorite streamers, which, of course, is us. Shout-outs. Uh, I want to give a shout-out first and foremost, as always, to the listeners. You all are the fuel to this fire that we call Trophy Horrors, and without you all, there would be no Trophy Horrors. We do like talking to each other. It's fun. We have good debates, but without you all to drive the show as far as you have and even further... It's just not the same. So thank you all very much for your continued support. We appreciate it every week, every day, every hour. You guys are awesome. Give a shout-out to Yield, who could not join us, as well as a shout-out to Homer. Homer Gustav, who submitted to us a quiz. We did not have time to get to it this week, but we will do it next week, so look forward to that. Brush up on your game trivia during this week so you can ace Homer's quiz of Doom. Not not really Doom. That Nothing will happen if you lose. You just, you just don't get the bragging rights. I also want to give a shout-out to Steven and to Tricky for recording one day earlier with me. And last but not least, uh, my lady Ashley, thank you very much for your continued support. She listens to every show. She gives me feedback on it, and uh, she likes to call me out when I give Tricky too much shit, um, but also laughs at it, too, so it makes me feel good. Good job, Ashley. It makes me feel good because she laughs at it. She said, You keep him in check. No, she supports me in every way. So uh, please understand, listeners, that I will not stop giving Tricky any time, any shit, anytime soon. He's gonna, gonna pour it on even harder now. Um, but thank you, Ashley, for your your continued support of me, all you bring to my life, and your continued support of the show. I'm, I'm gonna tell Ashley to withhold kisses from you. Not gonna work. Oh yeah, I'm gonna talk to Ashley, and I'm gonna find out. 
He's too kissable. Tricky, don't don't even try. No, Guess no, what, no. Tricky? Guess who's getting a fresh new pic- picture of a spider every hour? You. Hey, hey. hey <laughs> all right, you know what? I called off. Ashley, give him all the love you want. <laughs> nice. Uh, I, I would like to give a shout out to my cousin, Richard, who uh, his uh, beautiful fiance has given birth to a, a very healthy, very large <laughs> baby boy. Uh, welcome to the world, Charles. Uh, Uncle Stephen loves you very much already, and I haven't even met you. Um, yeah, that's that's it. That's going to be my only shout out. I want to make it very special. I want to give a shout out to Sweet Mama D, who just got home from her birthday party. And a shout out to the listeners, but a very special shout out to the goddess, who just brought me five guys. Whoa, points. I love her. With that being said, if there's nothing else, until next week, happy trophy hunting. Later. Be excellent to each other. The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines.